everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about um, a brand new series, Pistol, which is coming up on Hulu and Disney Plus at the end of the month. We'll also be talking um, full spoilers on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but we'll let you know ahead of that one there. Um, so if you haven't already done so, you can check us out on whatsondisneyplus.com. You can also subscribe on the audio platforms as well, um, such as Spotify and stuff. So quick note as well, um, we are recording this um ahead of schedule um just because i'll be on vacation and therefore we wanted to get this one out so if there's any been any major breaking news this week i mean you know maybe like hulu's gone and you know all of this but probably not um yeah we won't be covering any of the news this week um um because we can't if we could tell the different tell the future would have brought our um, lottery tickets right so let's move on and talk um so let's start off um we're gonna be talking a lot about marvel but let's start off with Pistol. So this is a brand new series coming from FX. It's coming on May the 31st on a Tuesday. We're going to be getting all six episodes. So this is all about the, the creation and the life of the Sex Pistols, um, which is a punk band from the 1970s in the UK. Um, it's a very gritty, it's, it's, I mean, this is, if you're going to say it's a Sex Pistol series, you've got to know that it's going to have, you know, it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll. This is um, in the 70s. It is very, it is graphic. You know, there's plenty of swearing. It is not, it's not a comfortable viewing. It's, you know, sometimes you go, oh, it's like, um, you know, it's definitely not a show you want to be watching with everyone. I cannot get over the irony that this is a Sex Pistols-like drama series on Disney+. Plus. And I've quite often seen some people kind of going, how is this on the Disney Channel? So it's not on the Disney Channel, but, but this is the most like anti-Disney like series you probably could have put on there. It is, it is really, really good. It is a very high-end top, you know, again, the FX HBO like territory sort of series here. Very well done. Um, I've binge watched through the series. It's very well played. There's um it's it's also it made it look like it's in the seventies because they fit. They it's like done in like in the ratio of an OTV to like four four three. It's like got a filmy grain to it, so it like looks like old. You know they they put in also um, clips and stuff and like to make you know of the time and stuff in there as well, and it's just very well made. Um, it is it is a top top quality one, but if you don't like the Sex Pistols. <laughs> This isn't going to work. This is just, it, I mean, I kind of, I didn't really know. I don't really know. I knew nothing about the Sex Pistols, really. I knew about, you know, God Save the Queen, you know, Anarchy. You know, you hear like three seconds of the song at some point on a, on being mentioned. And I've seen like Johnny Rotten being on like TV, being interviewed and stuff. But as a whole, I'm not a fan of the Sex Pistols music. It, it's, it's not for me. Um, I like rock music and I even like, you know, a bit of punk music. But this one is just a band that I just I just don't really. F but I really enjoyed the series of learning more about them because of how, especially maybe more being a Brit, um, it's kind of part of our. You know, they were so influential. There's a whole load of stuff in here as well about like Vivian Westwood because they were like teamed up at one point, kind of because they were like she had a shop and that's where it was sort of based, which I didn't know. And yeah, it was I I found it really enlightening with the idea of just finding out more about this band, which is. It's been something that's been around for a long time in my history, but maybe in America it might not feel that way. In some way, they expect you to know who they are, but at the same time, it's quite 
um, beginner friendly. It, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in it because it's based on the memoir of Steve Jones, who is the um, who was one of the founders, rather than Johnny Rotten. Because even the other week, Johnny Rotten was on like daytime TV saying how he, you know, he's been trying to get this show shut down. It's, it's all fabrication. None of it's real. And it's, and, you know, and he's always been very, you know, when he's on TV, he just, it's, there's something about him which just captures, um, he's just got this personality. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed it. It's again, you know, it's going to be dropping on a Tuesday uh, at the end of the month. Can't recommend this one enough. If you eat like Six Pistols or you're interested in learning more, it's definitely not for kids. It is a full 18 certificate. You know, there's sex, rock, drugs, rock and roll all in here. It is a top quality adult drama series. Yeah. So obviously I haven't seen it, which is why I've not been been talking about it. I just want to say, like, uh, they're a band that, that are extremely well known, obviously. Like, I don't listen to their music, but I know who they are. And I know some of the, well, a lot of the influence that they've had on uh, music in the 70s and 80s and heck, even into today. And even though they're not a band that really follows me, I'm looking forward to seeing this because there there have been some very good top quality music-based drama movies and shows in the last couple of years. And it's great to learn about this stuff. You know? Yeah. It, it, it's, I'm wondering if this would almost be like what, what Bohemian Rhapsody should have been because, you yeah. know, it, yeah, say what you will about Freddie Mercury. His life was not PG-13. No. Um, you know, and, and like Elton John, we got the movie with him. And I, I'm pretty sure Elton himself was like, if you're doing this, it's got to be right. It's got to be R because my life is not PG-13. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that they're they're kind of letting, <coughs> sorry, letting the stories be told the way they should be told. Keeping in mind, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody is still a lot of fun. Love the music, love, oh, yeah, love, love Queen it. and all that. But um, yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely toned. Mercury is not yeah. particularly accurate to real life. No, it, it's very much like toned down. And Rocket Man was kind of the same with Elton John. Um, they had a little bit more on it, but it was very much. But they were both the same director, actually. Um, You're right. Dexter Flex, kind of, because he took over Bohemian Rhapsody. But this is, but this is very British. This is a proper British TV series. Um, I think it was Danny Boyle was the director. I mean, he did like Train Spotting. So we're yeah. definitely in. Um, like that territory, the way it looks, the bringing in the local news stations and the music kind of brought back a little bit of nostalgia for me. I mean, I wasn't around in the seventies, but that kind of obviously carried on in the eighties. And yeah, it, it 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 feels different from any of because it's a British, it's British, and there is a, this is different. You know, when they're talking, when they're talking about stuff, you know, it's it's not American, and I really like that about this series. This is this almost feels like the um, one of the first like star originals on disney plus that this is a british show this is not you know obviously americans are having it because it's made by fx but yeah i i really enjoyed it it's, it's, it's a top quality show this is again a high quality drama series for disney plus which you know we just can't get enough of and again it, it's on disney plus internationally it, it is just crazy it's i'd actually say this feels work i don't know if it's like this is like you know like pam and tommy doesn't quite fit and then this is just like yeah this is <laughs> Either and just like these are and the Kardashians, you know, they're really pushing the boundaries of what of what you wouldn't expect to find, which is almost like their tagline at the minute. <laughs> the thing, I mean, Pam and Tommy, yes, obviously it's based around you know a sex scandal and the tape yeah. getting out, but honestly, for the most part, I would say like 80% of it wasn't R-rated, other than maybe the language. Yeah. I I 
again, having not seen this, I would suspect this would be the other way around where it's like 20% is okay and 80%. Yeah. Um, like, it's just, 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 it's just the language and just the way they are and stuff and just the way they talk and stuff. I mean, there's this whole scene just like with like uh, Maisie from uh, Game of Thrones, just riding along, uh, riding along a bike on the seafront in a, like a basically a see-through top and like obviously in the 70s and people just being like if this is correct and it's not, i mean it's i think this is like episode two i think it was and it was just like this is this, this old couple and this old man just like, like this and his wife whacks him up with a with a with a handbag and it's just so british and just like um yeah it's just there's just whole aspects to it that it's just it is it is not it's not comfortable viewing it, it's definitely but it's the Sex Pistols. I don't know. It's not going to be. Um, it, yeah, it, it's what, be, it is what it was. It would be disingenuous to to try to paint it as a you know a, a happy band doing happy band things. Even I know that much. It did, you know. Yeah, it's definitely not that kind of um, thing. But I, I definitely would recommend it. If you're a Sex Pistols fan, check it out. If you're interested in them, check it out. But just as a whole, it's it's a top quality show for. Disney Plus. So that one there, as I said, drops on um, Tuesday, the 31st of May. So getting the entire series at once. Um, yeah, so that's just been really good. Um, moving on from there, let's now talk about Doctor Strange. So let's just put it out there. We're going to go into spoiler territory from here on out because it's been out a couple of weeks. So it's not like it's full blown. So it's not like it's straight out. And we only saw it like literally like two days ago when it came, came out. So Doctor Strange, what did you think of the film? Overall, it was a good film. Uh, well done for the most part, but I have to say I felt unsatisfied with it. Um, it the the story that they told, they executed well enough. Uh, it you know Wanda's descent and you know her threat to everything was was well told, but I don't think it was the right story to tell with the characters at this point eventually yes you know wanda's definitely on the, the downward spiral path but i think they got to it too early and rushed it and so like i left the theater kind of yeah good movie but i would have preferred something different for me i i, I definitely enjoyed it it's kind of like middle of the road marvel movie i think the trouble is now we're at a point now where we got like 30 to 35 movies and series now the 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 scope of good and great is good I feel like this one, it didn't, I would have loved it if Marvel had had a little bit more guts in the idea of not spoiling any of the of the cameos. Like, um, so like with like Patrick Stewart and Captain Marvel, I didn't like it at all. Captain And also Captain Carter, when they started showing them in more clips, I didn't like that one. So therefore there was only like really like one surprise thing that someone unfortunately spoiled for me um, on the Facebook group. So they did get banned because they, oh, they pissed yeah, me off. It's like, hold on, but this is this movie has not even been out for, you know, like not wasn't even out yet. It was like, no, you did that on purpose. So therefore, um, that was just like no way. But it was very much like, yeah, the whole thing of like was it, is it John? I can't think of what his name was. John Chris, um Krasinski. Yeah. So he's, so he's it, the, the guy from the, from the office. office. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's I mean, he's been like the fan cast for a long time. He's been um the fan cast for what people wanted him to play. Um, and I mean, now, I mean, is it all open for him to come in and like do it properly? But the fact, I mean, for me, there was this one thing and, and I really sort of, in, in wrestling terms, what ended up happening with the Illuminati 
was they basically all put over Wanda as this big threat. She basically destroyed them all. I mean, just killing and just snapping the neck of Professor X. I mean, that is a powerful, powerful moment. You know, you think of here of a hero that we've seen in um, literally in what seven or eight movies, and he she literally just snaps his neck, and you're like, wow, that was a powerful, powerful moment to kind of because they were able to pull on the on previous movies now they obviously made out the fact that he is different i love the fact that when he came in they did the x-men cartoon music yeah (laughs) the show that he was a little bit different and he's in the yellow chair and stuff um but i i couldn't get out i definitely felt like that was a very powerful moment for putting her over um just the way she killed black bolt i mean that was horrible i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just, I mean, uh, you know, it is. I mean, yeah. Who would have thought Black Bolt from the Inhuman series would have made it onto the MCU? Well, actually, that 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 was the one thing I was really glad that they brought Black Bolt in because it was it was a nice little nod to the Inhumans. I know the show didn't go over very well for good reason, but I'm glad that they I'm glad they didn't um, just sweep it under the rug completely and they let him have yeah. it. Sorry, the cat. But I wanted to address, um, you know, them talking about, or you talking about killing the Illuminati, uh, which included um, Professor Xavier, Black Bolt, uh, yeah. alternate Captain Marvel, Captain Carter. Uh, and it's just like, I had the exact opposite reaction for it. I was like, oh, you you brought in these characters that we've wanted to see, that we've, we've wanted to have the story with, and you just redshirted them. You, you know, just yeah. like, we've wanted Mr. Fantastic. We've wanted these characters and and we get them and oh, their only per- literally their only purpose is to prove how strong Wanda is. And it's like, we already know she's crazy strong. Yeah. Even if you haven't seen WandaVision, which if you Can't haven't seen WandaVision before this, you kind of have to. Ironically, um, Sam well, Raimi hasn't. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back to that in a second. Um, we know how powerful she goes toe to toe with Thanos in Endgame. You know, she's one of the only characters who can do that. They didn't need a scene showing so how powerful she was. This was really just Sam going, I'm going to do brutal deaths to characters that you like, uh, which yeah. I mean, fine that you, you hire Sam yeah. for particular reasons. See, I feel like in some ways, this is where the problem is with the multiverse. Uh, it makes it all become a little bit, um, it takes away the, the threat level a little bit because now yes. you're at a point where anyone can get killed, but also anyone can be brought back. So therefore it removes the fact of, oh, yeah, well, we've killed off, you know, we've killed off Thanos. We've killed off um, Killmonger. Well, we can bring them all back now. Iron Man said, we can bring them back. So now it, it removes that, that you know, you know, Robert Downey Jr. can just walk in. I feel in some ways by ruining the, the, the like the, the spoilers of the characters getting out there, Took away that moment. I mean, it was a little bit like trying to recapture what happened with Spider-Man No Way Home was always going to be hard. We we all knew they were in it, but they were hiding it better. Um, you know, like, I mean, Professor X literally, he went to the premiere. So it was a little mm. bit like you're, you're not hiding it oh, anymore. We knew long before the premiere yeah. that he was in it. But yeah. Um, I would have liked but, them not to have shown any of the Illuminati and that would just be a pure surprise. It 100%. And the thing is, they didn't have to show him. It's not like Doctor Strange is some obscure movie. You know, he had his own movie. It did really well. He was a major character in Infinity War and Endgame. Wong has been showing up in, in other films like Shang-Chi. It's not like this is the um, 
this is a new character, so we've got to give it as much of a push as possible so people know about it. No, this is the returning character. Literally, all you have to do is go, it's Doctor Strange. Um, you, you know, here's Wanda. Wanda's going to be in it. And it's going to be a horror film. And that's all you have yeah. to do. They did not need to do, ooh, Patrick Stewart's going to be in it. Or is he going to be in it? Was that his voice? That well, I suppose that, the, the thing is, once they could go into the multiverse, they were able to play. It was almost that kind of thing, like, oh, we can play. We're in an alternative universe. I mean, I love that whole bit where they were going through the universes together and he become, and then we went cartoon, and then it went, like, to paint. And oh, then we were in black and white. It was, that was great. Honestly, that was probably the best sequence in the movie. And that's not to underscore the rest of the movie. That was just a really good sequence. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, and I've got to bring up. Did you wait to the very end? I did. Um, obviously, this is spoilers. So most of you probably already seen it anyway. It was a fun ending clip. As somebody who's, who has watched many Sam Sam's films, it was a nice little film because you can read it on multiple levels. Yeah. That said... Uh, you know, waiting for it's probably not necessary. <laughs> yeah, a bit like that. Like, if if anyone was going, like, yeah, you go, yeah, don't worry about the second one, just stay for the first one, um, because that one's obviously going to set up the next film. But it was a little bit like it was a fun little. It was almost like like like, like the spot, the Captain America, like going, you know, like why are you here, still here? Yeah. That said, I still liked it better than than like No Way Home, just having a trailer for Strain uh, for Doctor Strange. Yeah. It was like at least you put something into it. And it was a very Sam um, Easter egg, too, because you could also read it as not just Bruce Campbell, uh, you know, hearkening back to the beginning of the film, but also be like, oh, my God, the Evil Dead stuff is done because he was the hand and all that. Like, well, I've never seen any of that. So therefore, I, I that was all like over my head. It was just it was just a funny little ending. And it was a bit it was a bit along the lines of it's all right. I've got five minutes left in the car parking. I know I'm fine. Um, the first the, the first post credit scene, um, obviously, with um, Charlie Stone. Like turning up and like, okay, here we go. This is Doctor Strange free. Uh, I've obviously done a little bit of research since she's come out. You know, she's a well-known character yeah, in the comic clear. books. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't so keen. What I didn't like was I didn't like the way it ended with obviously him screaming and then the third eye opening. And then we get the, the whole thing. Because I think it would have worked better had they just had her appear, then look at him, and then he fall down to the ground and go, oh, and then the eye opened. That would have been... Like in some way, like it took away from the eye opening up because we then see him like walking along fine the next second. And I've I got nothing wrong with the actual the, her just showing up, and I I thought that was fine. I don't know about her. I, you know, that was what I was googling while I was waiting for the second credit. <laughs> Who <Yeah>. is it? <laughs> yeah, no, and, um... <laughs> I'm not sure about her design yet. Her costume was a little odd, even by like marvel movie standards but we'll see we, we have to wait to see that in action but I, I wanted to say the same thing you know the movie ends on that great little quick you know he he is in a lot of pain the third eye opens which of course is a very yeah. significant uh thing based on what had happened earlier in the movie and then the mid credit scene is like oh yep do, do, do i'm having a good old stroll yeah. down and everything's fine and the eye opens with absolutely no problem at all immediately after that it's like oh way to undercut your own ending yeah, yeah. Um, so that that was my only issue. I, I I generally, as a whole, I enjoyed the film. I definitely thought it was a solid one. Um, I liked America Chavez. I thought she was great in this one here. Um, again, I don't know too much about her, but they didn't really inter they didn't really give her a lot of development. You know, okay, so her mum her mum's got lost. Okay, what else do we know about her? She steals food. 
and there's no copies of her. And that's literally all we know. They don't really get into much more than that. It's, it's very basic A-level. Great for now, a new Disney Plus series, I would imagine, and an American Chavez series would be fantastic. America Chavez or Young Avengers, because she's associated with Young Avengers, and we've already got Kate Bishop over from Hawkeye and things of, like that. She's a, like she I, wasn't she yeah. wasn't in the original Young Avengers, but she she was in one of the more uh, recent series. I just feel she needs some more development. I just feel oh, absolutely. like we, we we just need to find something more about her. What makes her tick? What you know? Because as a you know, having never read any of her comic books, it's a little bit like I don't know who she is. I don't know what she does. She just was just running this entire time until she eventually, you know, stood up to wander. And it was a bit like, okay, I would have just liked a little bit more. This, again, you know, uh, we're getting spoiled with the development time of these Disney Plus series where they you know, look at, like, you know, Moon Knight. You know, they spent hours building up who he was outside of the suit, whereas with American Chavez, we barely got, like, a minute. Yeah, so she had enough development that you can't just say she's a plot device on legs, which is a, a common problem with yeah. Marvel movies. But she doesn't really have proper development. So we, we have the framework. Hopefully they will come back and, and explore her more uh, in a Disney Plus series or her own movie or, you know, as a character who pops up in through other movies while she's looking for her mom, something like that. Uh, but yeah, she needed more development, a, a lot more development. And Again, the Illuminati needed more development. This was, I think, a common thing with this. It, because that's that was my impression. They got redshirted. They were there for the, ooh, fan moment, and then we're going to kill them all in brutal ways. I, I would have liked to have spent a little more time with them as well. Yeah, I definitely felt like that was something that they... I know there's a lot of people that were worried when they, they saw the runtime of the film of like, but it's like the, the, the pacing of it probably was right in the way that they did it. Um, you know, cause sometimes developing can slow the movie down and, you know, I don't know. I, I also, my biggest problem with the film actually was the inclusion of Rachel McAdams. I, um, yeah, uh, I can't, I didn't mind, I didn't mind her at the, I didn't mind that opening scene with her at the wedding. I thought that worked great. I thought that, that worked perfectly of showing, you know, he's lost out on her. We didn't need her on, on the other parallel universe and then to her to start helping him. It was a bit like, and then, you know, she's there helping him, you know, with the dark. Like, why did we need that bit? If it, she didn't need to be there. Yeah, there were sequences in the middle there. And, and yeah, there, there are just parts of that that don't connect properly. And it, and it really did feel like they only used her because she was a, a person we were familiar with. Yeah. Again, probably also some COVID restrictions in there, meaning they couldn't bring in too many people during the filming. You know, uh, a lot like, of this was needed. Yeah, did you need? Did they need her? They just it didn't feel like they needed her at that point. They didn't. It did add a little bit of satisfaction to the end, where you know he gets to say "I love you," and even though yeah. it's not his version of the character, it felt like you know he needed to get that out of him in a way that would not be inappropriate to her because she's now her his version of her is now married, and it would. You, you do not tell the person who is getting married. Oh yeah, I still love you. By the way, that's it. Would have been more. More. I think it would have been better had just Wanda just killed her at some point. That would have been a little bit more. Um, a bit more. A bit more fuel under. Well, his, the, under this his version of the character, not necessarily the original version. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Just because you know, I just feel like if they killed the was it eight one two version or whatever version yeah, she was eight two three. So yeah, I don't remember the exact number either way. Yeah. This guy, this guy sat in front of me at the cinema. They mentioned um, six one six. He oh, literally, he literally like jumped off his seat when, and he was. was there was a few times when something happened. It was like, okay, that that obviously means that he. he so, yeah. 
the one that got a reaction, well, several things got a reaction, but the one that got the biggest reaction um, at the theater I went to was the mention of the Baxter Foundation, because this was before Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic yeah. showed up. But the Baxter Foundation is the Fantastic Four. That, that's, yeah. you know, that, that's one of their primary organizations. So when that there were a whole bunch of people in the audience going, oh, my God, did he say the Baxter Foundation? The Fanta- like, yeah, it was more that the biggest reaction was the Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic reveal. That was the yeah. big one. That was the Spider-Man, you know, the Andrew Garfield kind of response. But it, that, but it, yeah. it goes back to the point that you said before. We didn't know about that one, aside yeah. from random jerk in Facebook spoiling it for you. We didn't know about Mr. Fantastic. We knew about Professor Xavier. We knew about Captain Carter. Knowing in quotes. They, they weren't officially yeah. revealed, but we knew about them. Having Mr. Fantastic show up was just like, yes. The, you know. Yeah. Overall, I just like I said, I feel like it was a real, real solid, solid film. It was I enjoyable. I'll watch it again when it drops onto Disney Plus, um, which will probably be like July time, yeah, I'm gathering. Maybe I, maybe August. Right. I, I would lean more towards August. I would love to be wrong. Um yeah. I, I love it when Disney Plus proves me wrong on things like that. They'll never put it out by that. But, oh, yeah, we're going to drop it. Yeah, yeah I, I don't feel... I mean, obviously, we could be wrong when we're recording this and we got egg on our face, but um, I can't see them announcing it just yet because they're going to want to make some money off this one because it looks like it's going to be doing some big bucks this weekend because it's literally come out this weekend for us when we're recording it. Um, but, yeah, this is, this, is, this is a big one. Really good, solid movie. Really, really, really liked it. Um, yeah, any final thoughts on Fantastic Four? Well, not Fantastic Four. <laughs> on Fantastic Four. <laughs> on the, on the on, Fantastic One, that is, anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, he did mention that Invisible Woman is out there to raise their kids, so yeah. they're, they're, there's at least one more out there. Um, can we talk about Zombie Strange's makeup for uh, a second there? Right. Oh, my God, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I see, I had a whole other issue with some of the stuff, because um, I didn't really think it was bad. I didn't really notice. I didn't really think it it. It didn't I didn't like pick up on it looking bad at all. Um I feel more on lines of we had this like interconnection with the what if shows because obviously we had Captain Carter and that's like, well, is she the same Captain Carter that we saw in the series? We don't know. But also like the whole thing of like the other evil Doctor Strange is that it's not quite the same evil Doctor Strange that we saw in our in the what if, but also um, the zombie version it wasn't actually a zombie wonder, it wasn't her because we thought in the trailer that's what she was but she wasn't a zombie and also the zombie Doctor Strange wasn't a stra- zombie a version of him either and um, they kind of jumped over the what if and kind of made it that you didn't need to know about it but you didn't need to know about it it was um, yep. what if, you did not need to see what if before this, none of the stuff directly connects to it And I, I, think, I, the, what, I think the Captain Carter one probably would help it would help. I mean, it, it certainly would help to have the Captain Carter one, but I don't think it's the Captain Carter from What If, so no. it, not not a huge deal. Um, but I felt like I need to go back and watch it again. The One of the trailers where we first see evil Doctor Strange or, or yeah. whatever, I feel like they changed the appearance for the trailer so he looked more like the the What If Doctor yeah. Strange. And then when we got into the actual movie, he's like, oh, no, this is just a slightly corrupted and he did not look yeah. the same. He didn't look, yeah, you're right. He didn't look quite as sinister. I don't know if yeah. he changed the, the grayness on him or something. Um, I but think no, the beard, the, the beard looked different. Yeah, it was definitely, I, I, I enjoyed it, but there was an interconnection, obviously, with what if it very much kind of brings up this whole thing of like, like, where does this, like, it feels like, you know, we've had the multiverse thing and we've had the time variance. And I was sitting there, they really go, 
I'm like, and I'm thinking, I'm getting a little bit confused here. Now, if I'm getting confused at this, like, it must be the general audience must be getting even more confused. Of like, okay, so we've got the time variance timeline from Loki, and they got all these different alternative versions of it. It's like, well, that's not the same as the multiverse. And I'm right. like, and I'm or like, is it or is it, is not? it not? It's like, it's like each parallel, each like timeline branch is that then a separate universe? And like, I don't know. It just, it was a little bit like, okay, what, what on earth is going on now with how, in, and then obviously we're going to be getting like quantum mania with Kang and all. I'm like, well, time travel in this multiverse, like, are they totally separate? <laughs> they seem like, to, like, yeah. Well, that was the thing. They did seem to imply, at least in Endgame, that it's not time travel. It's hopping between dimensions that just happen to be at, at separate times or something like that. Yeah. That. At this point, we have to assume that it's pretty intricately plotted that they've gotten, they know what they're doing with it. I, yeah. I say that hoping that that's true, because like I also would have thought, oh yeah, they had the entire Star Wars trilogy planned out, so that, and that obviously didn't end up being the case. But the Marvel Universe has been much more tightly connected, and, yeah. and um, there's a lot of pieces going on, so I have to hope, or assume, that they're, they, they know how all these pieces come together because on top of that they've also got completely other different storylines they got the eternals going on yeah uh with big cosmic stuff going on over there they've got you know shang chi has an entirely different realm that he can go to yeah you know where where ben kinsley is apparently hanging out now and you know so they've got all these different threads going on yeah just all over the place and if they are not currently managing it very closely, it is going to be a mess by the time we get to whatever the equivalent of Infinity War is. Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of talk now, like Secret Wars might be the next I, big one. I've, yeah. Yeah. Well, we know there's it, a series for Secret yeah. Wars coming And obviously out. we've got um, Secret War um, and Secret Invasion, and we've got all of that coming in. Um, it's because I, we I was having this discussion with people, and they were talking about, like, Oh yeah, we're gonna get all like the phase five announcements and stuff. And I'll go, um, excuse me. Yeah. We are actually only 18 months into phase four at the minute. They've actually only started for one division. And they're like, oh I said, I know it, they got announced like three years ago. So we're everyone there's like, yeah, we're actually only 18 months into it. And some of the phases are a little bit longer than you know three years. And like we still got maybe another two years in this phase yet. Um it's like, yeah, no, we've got, a, you know, I think think we're literally like barely in the middle of this phase at the minute. And like, there's a long way to go. And we, we will see where they're going because we've got, you know, Thor, Love and Thunder coming up, not not too yeah. distant future. Miss Marvel's coming out. She-Hulk is coming out. And they're all bringing very different angles mm. to the story. And of course, if you remember, you go back to phase one, you know, was there a connection between Captain America, First Avenger and Thor and... It, it really didn't feel like it other than maybe like Coulson showing yeah. up between them and, and Nick Fury showing up. And yeah, so these all feel very disparate and all over the place, but we've seen them do it before. Yeah. And it's, I mean, um, yeah, it's a very, it's just very interesting to see how all of this is connecting. And, and in some ways the multiverse like opens up the opportunities for them to start telling stories. According to like, like what ifs and separate sidelines bringing people in and maybe recasting characters that they can do. They're going to have this, I mean, not only are they going to have the multiverse, they're going to get the secret invasion, which will then also open them up for potentially bringing people back or, you know, bringing in, you know, like turns out, you know, a, you know, a character that we thought was gone was actually just a scroll. 
you know, yeah, or something no. like that. Obadiah Stane, he it wasn't really him, it was actually a scroll, and that's why he tried to take over um, you know, Stark technology. That's why he tried to get Tony assassin because the real Obadiah Stane is actually you know, an actual father figure, and he really loved yeah. him, but they replaced him. And you know, except, I'm totally spitballing. There's no evidence of any of that. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of that going on. But going back to the Illuminati here, they have to make it impactful uh, because they very much run the risk. And I think they they ran over that risk and missed missed it completely here with the Illuminati. Is oh yeah, we we brought them in just so we could kill them off, and the shock value of that disappears very quickly yeah and i think those of us who've been watching the disney plus because we saw it with the what if shows uh eight episodes of that where it's like oh ha, yeah that character you like they're dead that character's dead oh they're all zombies now but they're all dead and yeah. so on and you very quickly lose the impact of going oh my god you killed captain america it's like oh well they've done that like seven times already I don't yeah know. well i mean it's like there was that thing with tony one they kept killing off iron man like it was yeah. it completely just destroyed what it was i don't know it's a it's very interesting to see how the modiverse could affect like the disney plus series and the movies moving forward um it gives i mean we've got like the marvel zombies show so that's obviously going to be like an animated one like now almost like x-men 97 as well as like been interconnected with um the, like the, with obviously with xavier they you know that's been i'm wondering now like you know obviously they've completely opened it up for the the mutants are like floating you know now we've got xavier in there we've also we've previously had ralph boner in there as well mm -hmm. and uh <laughs> you know like they started they've kind of really opened up this kind of the gateway a little bit and like you know what are they going to do with like miss marvel with the inhumans because we've had an inhuman you know, we've seen in a human on the big screen now. Um, well, technically, know. we'd already seen them because the first two episodes of Inhumans were on the big screen, at least here. Yes, yeah, they did do that. Um, I know most people banished that from their memory. Yeah. But, but now yeah. it's like, well, Black Boat is now an Inhuman in the MCU, but he's not yes. in the main 616 timeline, um, which is, I, how am I going to explain all this to my parents? It's going to be. Well, that's, <laughs> and that's, that's the other thing. <laughs> And this is the thing with the comics, of course, too, is we've had comic readers have been arguing with this for, for years and years and years. It's like, Wolverine's dead. Uh, no, actually, there's an old version of him running around, and that's Wolverine. But Wolverine's dead. No, no, no. That Wolverine's dead. This Wolverine's still around. It's kind of what I always hated the idea of them doing the multiverse with the cinematic universe was because I, it just made it... It's, it's made everything so much more complicated. Um, I know why they've done it, and it's obviously. Um, I think I think Marvel are going to handle it much better than DC, um, but they have to be very careful. And almost maybe like what they have done with so, so far is keep pulling it back to six one six is where it really matters. That's the only place that everything matters. Everything else is just you know it can all go. They will have to play it very carefully for a lot of the reasons we've already said and. There is potential for a lot of very good things, but they have to be doubly careful that it's not just nostalgia, mm. right? I mean, that was the Professor Xavier thing. If it, if it had been just some random person playing Xavier, it would not be the same as Patrick Stewart playing Xavier. Now, obviously, if they bring Xavier into 616, it will have to be someone different because Stewart's pretty much yeah. done with the role. But, yeah... The reason that works is because it's Xavier or going to Spider-Man. The reason it's work is because it's Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire people who played yeah. Spider-Man. It also drastically increases the value of the entire Marvel back catalog. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Because now you can turn into, you know, they can have a separate section on Disney Plus. Go, well, this is the multiverse. This is, you know, this happened in parallel, <laughs> you know, parallel universes. Um, so you don't, it's not part of it, but now it kind of is a separate, you know. And- yeah, which you know they can get a, they, they almost it it does. I think it brings value to all of their back catalog, and it, and it worked for the DC CW shows as, as well. A couple of years ago, or more than a couple of years ago at this point, they did their version of Crisis on Infinite yeah. Earths, and they brought in, you know, um, the guy who played Superman in yeah. Smallville. They had the well, the original Flash had already been floating around, but yeah. you know they brought in like the voice of Batman from the animated show, and heck, they've got Ezra Miller from yeah. to play the DC movie version of flash and that and it, and it was a really good little mini series event and marvel can have the same but they have to be careful again that it's not just a nostalgia thing because mm. especially as younger audiences are coming in you know they're not going to have grown up with these older versions of the characters and they'll just be like who's who's that why why mm. are mommy and daddy so excited to see that and there's a there's a time window that is rapidly disappearing for them to, mm. to pull this off effectively and also, it's like, I mean, I keep hearing like people kind of going, oh, yeah, like Scarlet, you know, like, um, they're like, oh, yeah, get Scarlet Witch. Can she do the like, no more mutants? Like, they can't do the no more mutants. They haven't got any mutants yet. You I have to establish them for at least 10, five to 10 years before you can wipe them out and bring them back. You can't jump the, you can't jump that step. It's, it's too big. You know, they've not got there yet. Um, you can, you can <laughs> yeah. do the other way. You can go where she says, Oh yeah, let's just do mutants now. I don't know how you would phrase that. I, see, I don't like that. I don't. No, like no, no. I don't, I, I'm not saying I want yeah. them to do that. I'm saying they could. I like. That. I like the idea of mutants just being, um, you know, just being. You know, that they come and almost that kind of thing as well. Of oh, they've always been there. We just didn't know them. You know, because they call them special anomalies and stuff in the past, didn't they? Right. Special well, talents and stuff. So they've always always got that. But it would be nice. You know. Maybe it, it's like, how do they do the X Men? Do they do one, or do they just drop it in there, or some some? Because they've already started, you know, they, they're starting to drop the, the, the signals. I would just had a complete guess, or if I was going to do it, I would say that it's a fallout from the reverse snap, or that something during the fight with Thanos got like released into the atmosphere, and it will start triggering mutations in in teenagers, because that's traditionally what it's yeah. been. And you just you start with the X-Men there as brand new. What is going on? Why are these people who are not getting bitten by spiders or something suddenly getting powers? Of course, that means you can't have Xavier be like the 70-year-old mutant who is bringing them together, but you can have someone else doing that instead. It's also hard as well with like Magneto, with it being connected to World War II. Uh, obviously, that's just slipping further and further and further away. Yeah, but- um, you know, we're at that point of like, you know, well, if he was there and it, you know, he would be like 90 to 100. It's it's almost that's a major point of his um like life. And Logan obviously was has been around for um running around for a while. Logan, they might be able to get away with a little bit easier, He's, but yeah. They've always just said that Logan ages really slow, so they can get away with yeah. that. But Magneto's obviously an issue. Heck, even Punisher, like Vietnam is a huge part of his backstory, but that's getting pretty far away for it to be him too. And I think well, even I suppose- in yeah, I suppose that I I think that was easy because they could probably just change it. Hello. Yeah, no, just they can just move. The they can move something. it up to Afghanistan or something like that. But again, you know, you, you have to. This is the problem with these long-running forever heroes, right? Is um. that <laughs> is that you've got these these characters who have historical events, actual historical events, as part of their backstory, and the historical event keeps moving and time keeps marching on. So that. 
the comics bend over backwards to these things like Magneto has been regenerated and yeah. rebuilt and keeps coming back in new bodies and stuff like that. But I don't think movie audiences will be quite as tolerant of, of ideas like that. Yes, I, I mean, and also as well, you kind of want like Magneto and stuff to be, you know, you're going to want him in like his 30s or his 40s because, and here's the other thing. We're going into this next generation of like they're gonna they're looking ten to fifteen to twenty years ahead. I mean, they've, Kevin Feige's already said they're planning the next ten years out. Because I know a lot of people like you know they're saying about like this cast, this cast. No point casting a 45, 50 year old for a superhero that's not going to be on our screens for five years because they need him. You know, it's like like all these young Avengers. Well, in in ten years time, they're all going to be in their thirties. They're no longer young anymore. So that's when they can use them and kind of, but they're still always going to be the, the the sidekicks, you know. They're you know, that's always the, that's always going to be the issue at some point. I don't know. They have to. They'll either re stop and reboot, or they can. Um, but the multiverse also opens it wide open. We need a new young Captain America. Here we are. There we go. <laughs> and there we go. We need one in, and that, that's that's it. Um, we need we need a new young four. Yeah, bring him in. <laughs> Like, oh, they're, let's they're, go again. Well, they've already got um, Hemsworth's son playing like young Thor running through yeah. the forest, so that one that one writes itself. Yeah, but no, it's it's going to be fun to see how all of this works out. But yeah, so so there we go. So it's going to be a lot of fun with all these bits and pieces coming out. Um, before we go, I just want to say a quick thank you and hello to all of our patrons and YouTube channel members. Um, so big hello and thank you to Raphael, Dana, Dan, Ben, Adam, Ricky, Dave. I'm out. We've also got my VCR still works. Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, Sarah. Thank you so much for your support, Sarah. Really means a lot. We've also got Andrew Elliott, Jacob Cade, Red Marsman, Aero G, Chris, Cody, Daniel, Darren, Juice, and Lauren and Paul. So thank you so much for your um, support continued on Patreon and YouTube channel members. We'll be back next week with um, a new episode and we'll be back to doing it at our normal time because um, I'm on vacation right now. Actually, I'm literally on my way home, um, which is kind of sad. <laughs> I've like, not even gone yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll be back then. And on that note, guys, thank you very much. See you guys soon. Ladies. Later. Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I'll just see you guys in another video. Laters.